Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. Lord, uh, we thank you for John. We thank you for um, just how he loves you, Lord, and how he serves you and how he serves this church. Lord, we thank you uh, for what you've done in his life. Lord, we pray that as he comes up this morning that you would work through him, uh, Lord, that uh, you would speak to our hearts and, Lord, that it would resonate with us throughout this week and, and the rest of our lives rather than just going in one ear and out the other. Lord, we pray, work in our hearts this morning. In your name I pray, amen. Good morning, Mercy Hill. I'm usually standing in the back of church, so I see the back of your heads, and now I see your faces. I'm trying to figure out what... Nah, it's, it's, I guess it's better this way. <laughs> um, I don't do this very often, so when I do, they allow me to take certain liberties. Um, with that being said, who wants to hear a story about Johnny? Ah, okay, yeah. Um, when Johnny was in high school, he, uh, this new thing came out called um, a potato launcher. And it's a, it's, it's not a toy, it's kind of a um, weapon. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a, you have this three-inch piece of PVC pipe about that long, and you have some fittings down below, and... Um, you jam this potato into this three-inch pipe. You spray some hairspray into it. You have this igniter, and you ignite it, and there's like this explosion, and this potato comes whipping out of there, and this thing goes like 500 feet. I mean, it is like way. So him and his buddies in high school got together, and they made one of these, and they were shooting it out at the, in a park or something like that in the field and just having a good time. And somehow, they got this idea that if they shot it through a tennis racket, they could make french fries. (laughs) Um, Now, keep in mind that these are like juniors and seniors in high school, and they're going to be going to college pretty soon, and it's like... So anyway, um, that's what they did. And I'm sure that Ryan Heath was part of this because this sounds like something that he would concoct. But anyway, <laughs> they, they did this. I mean, they shot it through a tennis racket. Uh, the tennis racket, of course, just blew up. Fortunately, nobody got hurt by the shrapnel from this tennis racket, and they found out that it just wasn't going to work. So in my father-son type learning type thing, I said, Johnny, did we learn anything from this at all? He said, yeah, if we would have had a better tennis racket, it would have worked. I thought, (laughs) so much for the learning experience. Um, One of the things is that Johnny being our pastor is a little rough on Ruth. Um, He has had to bring her a lot of correction, uh, even some deep counseling. Um, It's hard for her to receive that from her own son. Um, myself, I'm fine. He never has to talk to me about anything. You know, we're good. But uh, Ruth, it's like a constant thing of bringing her back in line and talking to her and stuff like that. 
and she has a very difficult time receiving that, so it's, it's been hard for her. <laughs> anyway, um, can we pop up that picture up there on the screen, please? This is the Milky, the Milky Way gal- galaxy, which our Earth is part of. Um, astronomers with these high-powered uh, telescopes they have now and these high-tech things, they say that there are 100 billion stars in that galaxy. 100 billion stars. And with their high-powered telescopes, they found to be billions and billions of other galaxies with hundreds of billions of stars in them. They estimate now that there are more stars in the universe than there are sand, pebbles of sand, on every beach in the entire world. That's how many stars there are in the universe. If you go to every beach on the entire world that we know of, the little pebbles of sand, there are more stars in the universe. God created that. God made that. We found that out when we did the first lesson. In Genesis 1.16, pull up that verse. God made two greater lights, the greater light to govern the day, the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. Doesn't it seem like a kind of an afterthought? He also just made the stars. Just billions and billions of stars, but he just kind of, yeah, he just kind of made those. Just billions and billions. Um... Can you pop up that picture? Yeah, back up again. Good. In the midst of all these billions and billions of stars, there's a little speck. You can't see it, but I, I can't even see it, but it's, it's right here. And that's the Earth, where we live. It's got millions of people on that little speck. Millions of people. On the speck is North America... In North America is the Midwest. In the Midwest is the state of Indiana. In the state of Indiana is the town of Munster. Munster. And Munster is where you and I sit today on that little planet in that little speck. So God is maintaining all this. He's got the earth. He's maintaining all that. Um, There's a sun, which he said... Let there be light, and it just was there. It's a ball of gas that burns up about 4 million tons of itself every single second. 4 million tons every second is being burned up by the sun. I don't know about you, but that makes me feel a little insignificant, a little small. But then he says something in his word to us about all that, and that's found in Psalm 33. It says, From the heaven the Lord looks down and sees all of mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts 
of awe who considers everything they do. He looks down and sees all those millions of people on earth from his place in heaven. Isn't that amazing? That makes me feel a little better. I feel a little better now that he's, he's kind of watching these millions of people. But let's bring it just a little bit closer. Psalm 139. This is David speaking. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is in my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. If you can put that picture back up one more time. You mean to say that there is a God so interested in me here somewhere on this that he knows when I sit up, he knows when I lay down, he knows that at 2 o'clock in the morning when, my, when the baby's crying, He knows I get up and take care of that baby. He knows when I'm tired from work and frustrated because of life. He knows all my ways. What kind of a God is that? And I have the opportunity to know God like that. And he wants me to know him. You know what? That sounds like a great deal. Sign me up for that. I'm all over that. Sign me up. I want to know a God like that. But how do I get to know him? How do I get to know a God like that? It's here. It's in his word. God has revealed himself to us through his word. He tells us all about himself in here. Tells us who he is, what he's like, what his character is like, He's so patient with us, what his attributes are. He's, he's everywhere present. He's all-knowing. He has no beginning or end. He's all-powerful. I find all these things in him. And besides that, yet inside, besides all that, he loves me, sent his son to this little speck of dirt to die for me, wants me to spend eternity with him, and he wants me to spend time with him now. That's what I find in his word. That's why we spend time in his word. To know him, this God who cares so much about us. John seventeen three. This is Jesus speaking. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, that we may know him through his word. Um, this is an owner's manual from my 2014 Ford Explorer. It is 591 pages long. 
Um, can I ask, how many of you have ever read your owner's manual in your, from your vehicle? Wow. Four or five hands. How many of you even know there's an owner's manual in your vehicle? Okay. Um, it, this tells me everything I need to know about my car. Well, how to take care of it, how to maintain it, what to do when something goes wrong, how to fix a flat. It has 68 pages of just how to work the radio, <laughs> which I'm doing about a third of it, but anyway, it's got 68 pages. tells me how to work the radio. Um, here's something that I learned through a process of education. How many of you th- in, your, in your cars think that the oil needs to be changed every 3,000 miles. That's what we're told by everybody, change oil every 3,000 miles. How many think you need to change oil every 3,000 miles? Good thing, right? Yeah. How many think maybe we can stretch it to maybe 5,000 miles? A little bit more? Yeah, 5,000 miles we do it. How many can go as far as 7,000 miles? Not too many hands. Okay. Uh, my Explorer got to 7,000 miles, and that little warning light on the dash that's supposed to come up, say, change oil soon, wasn't coming on. Um, you know how that thing comes on, like low, low air pressure, door open, something like that? Well, that's supposed to say, change oil soon. Wasn't coming on. I'm thinking, something's wrong here. So um, I called the guy who takes care of all of our vehicles and said, there's something wrong with my vehicle. Um, the light's not coming on, and I, I don't know when to change the oil. I probably should have done it by now, but it, I'm up to 7,000 miles, and something's, the thing's broke. Okay, the car's broke. It needs to be, something needs to get done. He said, um, did you read your owner's manual? I go, I'm a guy. I don't read owner's manuals, man. <laughs> I don't read instruction sheets, you know. I don't ask directions, you know. I don't, I don't turn my man card in for that. I ain't going to do that. Come on. And the guy said, um, Okay, Mr. Mancard, why don't you look on page 572 in your owner's manual? Okay, got the owner's manual, 572. Let's see, 572. Uh oh. Starts out with Intelligent Oil Life Monitor. <laughs> I'm already behind the eight ball here. Um, let's see, it goes if you do normal driving, commuting, highway driving, between 7,500 and 10,000 miles on an oil change. I can go 10,000 miles on an oil change. How about that? Um, I said, sorry, I didn't, I didn't read that. He said, obviously. Um, <laughs> I said, please disregard this phone call. Have, have a nice day. This is God's owner's manual for us. It's not written like some cold-hearted auto book that you get. It's written by a heavenly father who loves us. He wants the best for us. He wants to see us succeed in life. He wants us to do well and in the process have a relationship with him. There are so many warnings in here, so many wise things that point us in the right direction. Time and time again, we come, we come across things like, do this and it'll be well for you. Or, if you don't do this, or if you do this, it will not go well for you. Most of the time, we've either not read it or choose to ignore it. It's like, I can't be right. And done things their own way. The verse that stands out to me 
in this whole situation is Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. I guess so. His ways are different from my ways. But if I choose his ways, things will go well with me, for me, and I will succeed in where he wants me to succeed. Um, I am 63 years old. I know you're thinking, I don't look at, I know that, okay. <laughs> People say I look half that age. I says, this, you know. I went to the doctor the other day for a checkup, and he said I have a body of a 20-year-old. I can't believe it. Anyway, uh, but I am 63, and um, I've been safe for 55 years. I wish I can say in this journey that I've walked with the Lord for 55 years, but I haven't. I've done things my own way. I haven't done things his way. And I've reaped a lot of some bad things, not all bad things, but I've, I've done some things, you know, and we've all done that. We've all walked our own way. We've all um, done things that weren't the Lord's ways. And we found out the hard way that, you know what, things would go better if I did it this way. Um, most of the time it's because I ignored what the Lord was saying and his word to me. So we need to follow after what it says in here as his own manual. Do what he says. Um, my word this morning is a pretty simple word. It's to be in his word so that we can know our Father in heaven who so cares and loves us and wants us to have a relationship with him. To be in his word so that we know what he, how he wants us to live our lives. Those two things. Know him and love him. Read his word, know what he says, and follow after that. Do it his way. My intent this morning is to encourage us all and not to put any guilt or condemn anyone. You don't need to spend five or six hours a day doing this. Two or three hours will do it. Um, I know most of the moms here, their goal is to survive the day. Um, people work long days and extra hours to make ends meet and come home and they're exhausted. Uh, single parents work all day and come home and to parent, just to parent at night. Um, but if we give him some part of our day, he would be pleased. There's a story in the Bible about uh, a woman widow and people were dumping money into the coffers and she came in with two little small coins. And Jesus said, commended her, said she did well because she gave what she could. I think the same thing's true for us. Not that we, not, I, I, I get the fact that people are busy and that their lives are just one thing after another and getting through the day is, is heroic for most people. But if we give him what we have, if we give him what we could, to spend time with him, spend time in his word, to hear his voice, to listen to what he's saying, he, he, would, he would be pleased with that. He would commend us for that. Say, well done. Um, he's saying that that's, that's today, I think. <clears throat>
Um, as I was praying about this talk today, um, this, this past week, the word regrets kept coming to me. And I, I said, I'm, I'm not talking about regrets. And, you know, but I kept coming back and coming back and coming back. Um, and he kind of laid in my heart that there's people here who are dealing with regrets. Um, either what we've done, what we maybe should have done, what we didn't do. Um, we've kind of made a kind of a mess of our lives and it's affected, affected other people. And that things are our fault. We have these regrets because things are our fault. And the enemy takes every chance, every opportunity to drill us on it. That just keep on, you did that, and, don't, and you did this, and don't you, don't, aren't you sorry for that, and you should have been better at that, and you should have done better at this, and um, it's all your fault, and uh, because your kids are the way they are, it's, it's you, and all those kind of things that he just constantly just drills and drills us on. And every time we think about it, it's like, you know, it, just, it, gets, it gets to us. And the word that the Lord gave to me for that is when Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. He says, come to me, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Come to me, all who are labor and heavy laden with regrets, and I'll give you rest. So if you're in that position today, if you have regrets, if you haven't followed the owner's manual, if you are looking at things in your life saying, man, I wish it could have been different, but it's not, I would like to pray for you this morning and say, God, please break through, break down all these regrets that we, we just keep on getting plagued with and, and drilled on and stuff like that. Okay? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have forgiven all of our sins. There's nothing that stands between us. And Father, I pray this morning that the people here who even as I'm talking about these things are thinking about these things realizing that there are things in their life that they regret, that, you, that they have caused them, Lord, to, to do things, to have happenings in their life, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray that this morning that they would come to you, bow the knee before you, say, Jesus, wipe away all these things, wipe away all these regrets. Cleanse me, make me whole. Father, I pray you do a supernatural work in our lives this morning, Lord Jesus. A supernatural thing that we can, maybe even this morning, for the first time, deal with these things and get past them and not be constantly drilled and driven down and 
discouraged by these things, that we would put the rest of these things. I come against every wicked spirit that would seek to just drive us and to hurt us and to make these things just pop up every, every chance that he gets. Father, I pray you do a work here this morning in our lives. Sense your presence. Release these things, Lord Jesus, I pray. Do a mighty, powerful work as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen.